Welcome back to The Right Angle. It is the final show of 2022. And just to make sure we get this out on time, we've gone to great lengths to tape this early. It's funny how you still say tape, even though obviously we're not taping anything. Just like they say, you know, a football team watches film when it's not actually <laughs> film anymore. No, we uh, this whole podcast was brought about by us with the intention of going on and not knowing what the other person was going to talk about. Yep. I, I hate things that are set out, you know, and, and people have a list in front of them, a cheat sheet. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, you know, they ask you a question, they jump right into it. Oh, yeah, I just, uh, it's a, you know, it's like, come on. Right. You know? Yeah. I, I just wanted something different, you know? So and here we are. I was curious. It seems like we talked, did we talk about why there are, no B batteries. There's double A's and triple A's and C's and D's. And I don't know if we ever oh, talked a, about oh, that. Oh, A, B? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, that is a good question. I actually, uh, I actually looked it up and uh, without getting too far into it. Basically, in after World War One, a couple of associations and institutes got together and they came up with the basic A's and B's and C's and D's. But guess when, and I would have not, I don't think I would have gotten this within 20 years. When do you think the triple A size was adopted as a standard? What year? Ooh, ooh. Um, I would say, I, I, I'll be like in the middle of something like 1940. 1959. Oh! I would have guessed like 1970 or something like that. But I mean, what powered all our toys? It was D cells. Yep, Ds. And Cs. They were all Ds. So, Cs have sort of disappeared a little. There's a lot of triple A's and double A's. And yeah, but D batteries, man, those like six D batteries, it cost as much as the toy practically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, exactly. And here, exactly. Here's a good trivia thing that you can score big points on some trivia contest. The batteries went all the way. Well, they went past F, and obviously the ones that we're not familiar with have just fallen out of use. But F batteries are used inside those big six volt batteries, like those big ones that you used to have for like a your giant lantern flashlight. Oh, those, yeah, the ones I used for demolition. Yeah, yeah. In the war, where you'd wire the two top things. Right. And then blow up the bridge. Yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. what that's used for. Oh. Is that called an F battery? Or there's F batteries inside? Yeah, it's inside. It just says the rectangular uh, six-volt batteries. So interesting huh. stuff. So I did purchase an F-volt volt battery this last year, because if it's a six volt, yeah. one of those square ones, yeah. I had to buy one for my tractor. Oh, really? Yeah. It takes a interesting. It, yeah, takes one of those. Wow. So. so, have I asked before, do you have a riding lawnmower? I do. And have you always had one, or how far back? No. No. When did you start? I got one when my, when my beloved uh, uh, father in law decided to go into a home, and uh, I, I absconded from him. Oh, okay. His, uh, riding tractor. So um, I've had it for 10 years. Yeah. And it's maybe. running well. No. No. It's a piece of crap. Oh, no. And I'd love to tell you what kind it is, but I won't do it. Oh, wow. One. 
I have it in every year to get something fixed on it. Yeah. And it never fails to be $250, <laughs> whatever it is. But not worth springing for a new one? Well, it is this year because it's <laughs> acting up again. Uh, I'll be driving along the last three mows. Yeah. I do have a push mower, yeah. which I was able to finish with. I'll be driving along and I'll just stop. Oh, wow. And then it won't start up again until the next time I go to mow. Wow. And then it'll get about halfway through and stop. Huh. So that's it. I'm done. Yeah. This spring, a new John Deere. Ooh. Nothing oh, yeah. runs like a deer. Uh, you betcha. Nothing runs like this piece of crap, that's for sure. <laughs> Which is so. probably a good thing. No, do you have you have a riding lawnmower too? Yes. Yep. Yeah, you got thirty acres. You got a so, <laughs> yeah, minus yeah. twenty nine in a in a bit, but yeah, I, I kind of went back and forth, but uh, yeah, I've I've got a pretty decent one now. So it's always a matter of uh, time versus money, you know, and how much is your time worth? Does it if you're going to get a $250 push mower and spend two hours, or if you're going to spend whatever, you know, 1500 bucks and cut that by 65% or 70% or something. So, well, I, I don't know. That's probably a good thought about that, but I, <laughs> I got mine because it had a cup holder and I got tired <laughs> of spilling my vodka when I was pushing the mower, you know, and I'd have the glass in my hand yeah. and I'd just, and my lawn's really bumpy, so right. that that was really really irritating. Oh man! So once I got that cup holder in my in that uh, riding lawnmower, I was all set. So here's the question: Do you get straighter cuts with a push lawnmower that you're only operating with one hand, or do you get one with a riding lawnmower where you're drinking vodka the entire time <laughs> well <laughs> with well, the one hand was the critical part okay and that that got a little bit squirrely toward the end yeah. of the glass of vodka and my one hand pushing it so i would say between the two it was the tractor has straighter lines oh, okay besides it has a twice as large right deck on it yeah. as my mower does so i can make up for the squiggly lines all right on that so as we head into the end of the year i was thinking on a i mean it might necessarily not be a serious note but what would you say again audience he has no no idea what i'm going to ask him but what would you say is the story of 2022 2022 would be the election all right and the he, elections yeah yeah, the the red wave that was there that got stolen. That's the big that's the big uh, story of 2022. So, of the uh I mean they basically the GOP picked up 10 or 11 seats I guess in the end and most people were predicting 30 or 40. So, not having your conspiracy hat on but being realistic, which I know you always are. How many of those lost elections do you think were in fact manipulated and how many did they just underperform because of whatever? I would say probably four. And that was for, I believe, what did they not take the house or they took the, the house, but not the, the, the Senate. Yeah. The Senate is what they didn't take. And I would say four of those were definitely stolen. Fetternack for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, Oh crap! I can't think of them right now. 
because I'm not. But I, I would say I, there were four that as they were coming in, I go, there's no way right. on God's green earth that they won. And I, I, look at, I look at those and I think to myself, who's voting for people like Pelosi forever in San Francisco and in that area that would keep voting for her when all of her policies and everything she's done has failed? It's funny because you literally never hear anything about her campaigning or it's almost like they have certain races where they don't even bother because they know they don't have to. That's exactly what I was thinking about Pelosi when I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a uh, Californian, so um, I don't necessarily give a darn about her. I do give a darn about her winning, but that she's really done nothing. And, and yet they go, yeah, let's, let's vote for her when a new person could at least be given a shot. Yeah. She can always vote, run again yeah. if she wants, uh, if she lost. But I can't believe they're that. I, I, I take that back. I can believe there's that many stupid people in California um, that, that would vote for her. But I still think it's automatic to her. I don't care what the counts are. I'm in. Yep. That type of thing. Well, my pick for story of the year, and I don't know how close you've been following the Twitter files as they be, as they're being released, but it seems to me in the long run, and I know the lamestream media is pretty much ignoring them because they make them look bad, but some of the stuff that's coming out in that is just, I mean, I guess it's not really incredible to the people who already knew it, but just to have confirmation of how closely the government, the FBI, the whoever colluded and pressured Twitter. And in some cases, it it does sort of appear that Twitter initially pushed back and said, well, you know, that doesn't really seem right. But I think they finally reached the right person in Twitter and they kind of fell in line with whatever the government wanted them to do. But it's it's really almost cataclysmic how far the government has reached into that. And as we've said before, we know that that's got to be going on at Facebook also, probably to a greater degree, and Google and everyone else. I, I, think, you're, I think you're half right. No, you're, you're totally right. But I think that's going to be the story of the year for 2023. Oh, okay. Because, because he hasn't... Um, He's dribbling stuff out, the big stuff, the ones, the things that he's going to come out with that are going to hopefully jail people is going to be the big story of 2023. You know, I don't give a crap about uh, Hunter Biden. He's a he's a piece of crap anyway. I don't think he even knows who he is or what he is yeah. with all this drug addiction. I want, I want the FBI, I want some guys going to jail in there. And I want, uh, you know, struck, you know, those guys. I want Comey. I want people that, you know, were involved in interfering with the election to go to jail. Somebody has to go to jail for their crimes. Everybody that wasn't supposed to go to jail did in the last two years. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I didn't read the article, but I saw a headline that up in Michigan where they had that fake FBI kidnapping that some guy got sentenced. I don't know if it was one guy or a couple guys just got sentenced to, I don't know, eight or 10 years in jail or something like that for a, a big nothing burger. So if you could, 
if you had a magic wand or if you had a star chamber, court of one, and you could send one person to jail for 20 years, who would it be? Biden. Oh, not, not Fauci. No. Really? No. Okay. Farchi is, Farchi's, uh, he's, um, he's a, you know, fly at a picnic. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he ruined the world economy. I give you that. Yeah. He would probably be second, but I want Biden, I want Biden deposed. Wow. I want him out of there. And I want, and I want them to say, this is why he's gone. And, uh, this is what he did. He colluded with China, which everybody knows he did. Yep. And and he's he is, it's what's called a traitor. Don't put that last part in because I don't want him coming and knocking on my door. Okay. All right, we'll keep. But but Biden would be the one because he, you know, he's he's a conspiracy person, or he was. He's not anything now. Yeah, I don't think he. I think he's like I say, he's a shell of a man. So yeah, yeah. That uh... who who would you want to go to jail? Farchi? Yeah, that I guess he would be my immediate person because uh, he is science, and then science would be in jail. So I don't know if that would be good or bad, but I do like the idea. I guess if if you really went by evidence, I mean the likelihood that that they could actually get Haydn Leiden in jail, but he would probably have the most actual substantial evidence against him, Fauci. Who knows? But I mean, if they uncover anything that Joe has done in the last what fifty years, you know he's got to be crooked as a fill in the blank. He is on tape stating that he got that uh, attorney general fired in what was it Syria? Yeah, or somewhere over there that was that Trump had said, "Hey, can you check on you know Hunter Biden and see what's going on over there?" Because this is not right and it's connected to joe biden that's all he said and uh he gets the guy fired so he can't check into his kid now and nothing happens to him i'm sick and tired of politicians not having to pay for their criminal activities that's criminal when you do that you use the power of you know because he was what the vice president when he did that yeah and and he you know he told him if you're going to look into that look out you know you're not going to get this money or whatever fire that guy and then he, th- then what two or three days later he goes look at that son of a bitch you got you got fired yeah and he's saying that proud he's not like on a hidden mic yeah. or anything yeah yeah he's bragging about it and nothing gets done about it that's what the american people are sick and tired of is is these people that that you have the evidence it's right there, but they say, no, that's, you know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah. It does seem like if they actually threw someone in jail, that would send a message. And what better person to put there? I, I will say this much. All I want is him kicked out and disgraced. That's all I want. Yeah, That's as good as jail. Jail's not going to do anything for him. No. Uh, he's too old. He's decrepit. Uh, I just want him deposed. And I want his entire administration um, thrown out because it's all a circus, literally. Yep. And he's not even the ringmaster. He's just. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Uh, Hmm. I don't get it. Farchi definitely would be second. 
And I would like to see him go to jail because, as I said, he dis- everyone knows he disrupted the world economy. Yeah. And he killed hundreds of thousands of people with how he carried on with the way he thought this uh, Kung flu should be dealt with. Yep. And I'm surprised Kumo isn't uh, in jail either. Yeah. Because he killed a lot of elderly people. Right. By putting those people back into the assisted living places. And his wench woman, uh, Witless, should be right behind him. The uh, Gretchen Witless. Oh, the governor. Yeah. The governor of Michigan, yes. Oh, my God. She is, ooh. There's something about her that that she should be in a, like I said, a Disney cartoon (laughs) as a witch or something. Or the devil spawn. (laughs) She just really looks evil. She really does. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh. All right. Well, what uh, what's on your end of your hot plate? I don't I don't have anything uh, really, uh, really big or strong or anything like that. But I thought I'd uh, ask you a few questions since it's uh, the last, um, you know, the last broadcast of the year. And. What it is, is it's a book called, uh, and I'm supposed to write this out for my, my, uh, or my, my uh, child, and it's called My Father's Life. And there's, in it, there's questions, and then you write down answers oh, to the yes. questions. Okay. Have you seen that book? I've heard, I've heard that advertised, I think, or something similar to that. Okay. I'm going to ask you five or six or seven or eight, ten questions. Okay. Can you give me answers? Now, I'm going to preface this by saying if it incriminates you in any way, <laughs> shape, or form, you can say it's going to incriminate me and I refuse to answer. All right. Okay? Because I read some of these and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't write in what they wow. were. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Do you remember getting into, or if you even did, your first fight with another child and what was it about? Uh, like a fight as in physical fight, not like Yeah, yelling. physical fight. You know, when you're a kid, yeah. you know, it's pushing or you might get a punch in the in the arm or something, yeah. that kind of stuff. Uh, Roll around in the grass. and. Uh, man, I, I think the only fight, well, I don't know if this would qualify my, <laughs> well, I, I can't reveal the identity but say one of my siblings closest in age to myself and i we had you have 12 siblings everyone by the way go ahead <laughs> we had boxing gloves and so we would have boxing matches and sometimes those would get pretty it wasn't like big time wrestling with the chic where we were <laughs> where we were pulling punches so i mean those those got pretty rambunctious i think a couple times playing hockey on the little pond down by where I used to live. Um, something about hockey really brings out your aggressions because I've played a lot of, <laughs> you know, just pick up football, uh, basketball, and whatever. But hockey, sometimes you really – and I don't know what it is about it, but I, I did get kind of upset. But I, in terms of like a friend that we actually got into a fight, I, I don't think that I ever did. Okay. I got into really amazingly enough one fight in my life. Really? And it, and it lasted uh maybe 
20 seconds. Yeah. How did it end? Yeah. Or is that the incriminating? Well, the ambulance came and took him away. <laughs> okay. I won't tell you why they needed an ambulance, yeah. but uh, he really ticked me off. And, no, he was choking. This was my next door neighbor, a friend of mine. He was choking another friend of mine. Yeah. We were playing baseball, and he wasn't letting go. Yeah. So I kind of went over and had to uh, be the hammer, and he had to be the nail for just one punch. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. Yeah, and then he he uh, he stopped immediately. Okay. Or he would probably would have killed him. Yeah. <laughs> Not saying that the kid didn't deserve a, a punch or something, right. but you don't choke people. Yeah. You know, there's rules to playground athletics and things. Yeah. Did you so, ever, on a side note, I remember in like maybe fourth grade – there was like a thing going around where someone would hold their breath and someone else would like grab onto them from behind and like squeeze them. And then the person would pass out. I mean, and people um, were doing that I, willingly and knowingly. It was just like a cool thing. I, I remember witnessing it. I never took part. Does that ring it? When you were in fourth grade? Yeah. It was just really? like you would do it kind of for fun and the person would pass out. I think they you would, saw somebody do that and they passed out. Yeah, the person would hold his breath and someone else would grab him, and I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then the person would pass out, just for like for 20 seconds or something. Oh my God! Did what? Were, there I, must have been something that your uh, your classmates and you did that you would never do today, physically uh, or I mean emotionally, taunting people when, or something. <laughs> Well, sure. There, you know, back when we, of course, when we, as we said, when we grew up in school, elementary and junior high and whatnot, there were bullies. Yeah. And and things like that. Um, that was something you say was done electively. Right. <laughs> and no, I do not. Okay. Ever remember um, knowing anything about that? Uh, you know, or n nor did I ever see anything like that. Okay. And to tell you the God's honest truth, I think I only remember. Uh, one planned fight in Ooh, my class yeah. my whole time, you know, and it was between two bigger guys and it was after school. They said, we'll meet here and do it. Yeah. And, you know, it lasted four or five minutes. Yeah. You know, of which the physicality was probably 45 seconds. Right. You know, but everybody was there to watch <laughs> the big fight, you know, and, and, uh, that was it. Yeah. That was it. And, you know, there's the little scuffles where you go around and you, you go. I didn't like what you did, and you punch him in the arm or something. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. I don't count. That. Okay. All right. So. All right. Um, what did you do? That, now, now this is back. I, I'll say this is elementary. All right. Okay. What did you do after school on most days? You get home from school. You you uh, did you do homework immediately? Were you diligent in that? Did you immediate or did you in school? Did you talk to friends about going out and playing, you know, games or yeah, what'd you do? I would say based on the season, certainly in football season, we would play three man football with, you know, four or five, six kids over at our house, typically at our house. Cause we had a big yard. So I would say we did that right after school. And I don't know if I would do my homework before dinner or after dinner. I was, quite diligent doing homework though and I was never one to not do it or turn it in late I was I don't know if I just put 
pressure or guilt on myself not to do that or just like cramming for a test i pretty much was not a real crammer for tests you so in other words you would they would give you the stuff to study you would go home and study it every day at a certain time but you still had time to where you would play with your yeah, friends and stuff yeah yeah and and it was usually something like where uh with me it'd be like you see him in school hey do you want to play yeah, football after school, and we'll meet over at the field. Yeah, yeah, and blah blah blah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, I can't ask you that, but <laughs> what music did you like to listen to, and what were some of your favorite bands? And this is in elementary school, right? Well, or... let's let's just say when you were younger. Okay. I mean, I know you like the Osmonds and, and you know, <laughs> and the you Partridge liked, uh, family, <laughs> Partridge family and that kind of stuff, you know, but what was one of your, let's say a little bit more grown up. Uh, well, I, I know before yeah. I really liked anything, I would listen. My older brothers had the Beatles, pretty much the Beatles. I don't think the Rolling Stones or maybe a couple other bands. Those are probably the ones that I listened to the 45s of. And then I think in eighth or ninth grade, I don't know what I listened to uh, before that. I mean, I guess whatever was on the radio. But then I was introduced to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road and started getting into Elton John specifically. And then, you know, Sticks and Van Halen and BTO and Doobie Brothers and the Eagles and pretty much the, you know, classic 70s stuff. And then probably after that got, I was never really into super alternative or like heavy metal bands or anything like that, but pretty mainstream overall. I think Van Halen's pretty heavy metal. Yeah, I guess so. But at least they're, yeah. I mean, musically, they're they're not just like that screech rock or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. Right. The screech uh, of the vocalist and screech of the guitar. I hate that. Yeah. That's horrible. My brother was friends with one of the Doobie Brothers. Really? Yes. Cornelius Bumpus. <laughs> Cornelius Bumpus was the black guy okay. that played in the Doobie Brothers, and he knew him and and uh, had you know crossed his path many times. That's cool. In San Francisco. Oh, nice. All right. Are there any people you were friends with in high school that you still keep in contact with? Uh, I would say... Well, I, I mean, not including like Facebook friends where you don't really do anything except in terms of like getting together with people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. gosh, really one, <laughs> one for sure. And it wasn't in anyone that I was really, we, we knew each other in high school, but I, I don't think that we would have called each other friends. But uh, so one for sure. And yeah, that's literally, uh, as of today, I would say, yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad to think about it. There's others that I maybe talk to once in a while or, or I mean, certainly have good relations with, but not like get together and see physically and do anything with. It's interesting uh, when I read that question that I was going to ask you, that I thought about it myself and my my very good friend in high school, we had this kind of weird falling out um, 
when we were like I don't know twenty three. Huh. And I never talked to him since. And he lives one mile from my house. Wow. I don't even see him. Oh. I've never seen. I have never seen him anywhere. And he lives a mile from my house. So, without getting into specifics, was it like a disagreement about something? Was it a? Yes, it was a disagreement about it. It was. I I won't get into the complicated parts of it. Yeah. But he was a all about me type of guy, and it took me several years to realize that's what he was like. Yeah. And when it finally hit me, um, that was it immediately. <laughs> so. From what he did that one time. Anyway. Huh. But uh, no yeah. no attempts at reconciliation no. or? None. No reaching no. out on either part. Nope. Wow. Nope. I, I, I was afraid. No, no, I, should, I shouldn't say that. I did see him at his house one time when I was driving by. This was, you know, probably 30 years, 30, no, 40 years after that. And I stopped and we talked like nothing happened. Oh, really? And that was it, and I took off. And he didn't say, hey, let's get together. Yeah. Or, you know, and I didn't say it because I didn't want to. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Go ahead. What were you going to say? And so would, are are there any others that you do stay in contact with, or how many others? Yes. Uh, amazingly, uh, I've got one that I've stayed in contact with all the way through my life that um, – that I still go out with, you know, every other month at least uh-huh. with his wife. Yeah. And we go out and do things. And I golf with him all summer long. Okay. Then there's two in my, this guy was two years behind us, but my next door neighbor, other next door neighbor, not the one I punched. Yeah. And, uh, um, and two guys that I was friends with in high school, but didn't stay, wasn't close with. Yeah. That one of them I've stayed close with for 30 35 years huh and we're like brothers wow and um and then the other one i i do stuff with because he lives three miles from me too so yeah yeah it's kind of i mean in in my case kind of sad if i if i really sat down and listed people that well i guess not that i consider friends that but that i do stuff with compared to it seems like when you when we were growing up, and I don't know if it was the same with your parents, but they did stuff with their friends, whether they were neighbors or church people or, you know, from their businesses or whatever, and they would go to parties and they would come over and go over and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know if that's just a generation thing, if people still do that, but, you know, the uh, even in our neighborhood, there's no people that we, like, get together with and do anything with and certainly really not from work other than on work trips or something. And so there's plenty of people that I'm friendly with, but there's really very, very few that I ever make a point to, you know, quote, hang out with or play golf with or anything like that other than just even less than a handful, I'd say. Well, you you also have the um, distinction of having raised a large family. Yeah, and that that gets in the way, uh, in in a different way, I should say, um, of you know going out with with uh, friends and stuff and and whatnot. When you know, I won't tell everybody that you had eight kids. <laughs> okay, good. But um, you had a large family, and that takes up a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, true. especially when they're younger, so that causes the distance 
of friends when you can't do something with them and they go off and do something else, I guess. By the way, your parents and my parents went to those same gatherings, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Pretty wild. Okay. At what age did you move out of your parents' house and why? Uh, so I went to college and then I came home and lived for about mm, a year and a half. Well, I was, I came back after a year after college and then lived about a year and a half and then, and then, uh, didn't move out until I got married. Well, and then after leaving your parents' house, I, I guess, uh, you just said you didn't live alone because you went to college. Yeah. And you always had a, a roommate when you were in college, I'm assuming. Yes. And, uh, okay. All right. Were any of your friends or yourself ever in a hospital and why? Oh, I, man, friends, uh, that I had to like go visit or something. Sure. Yeah, some you know not not for a bee sting. Yeah, but you know a car accident or, or you know, um, <laughs> you know something. Uh, yeah, they stepped on an electrical wire. And, right. You know, yeah. fried themselves. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Ho- hospitals are not one of my favorite places. I've been in some for work reasons to do to do some stuff in them, but in terms of, I don't think I ever went to visit anyone as a kid in a hospital or as an adult yeah other than maybe uh a parent or something but okay not uh yeah i wouldn't man yeah that's a good question but i I don't know that i'd ever gone just to like stop by and say get better i just wrote him a card i guess yeah i i feel exactly the same way you do i i absolutely cannot stand hospitals (laughs) And I, do, I don't care to go to any of them. As soon as they're out, I'm I'm knocking on their door to say, how was it? Right. You know, are you okay? I mean, I know they're okay, yeah. obviously. But, but um, um, did you ever break any bones in your life? No. Okay. Nope. All right. That's a good one. Okay. Did you ever save up money to buy anything or something, I should say? And if so, what were you saving it for? And what did you purchase with that money? Oh, well, I guess I was always saving up to buy little things, magic tricks when I was little. Interesting. Um, yeah, I did some. Now, now wait a minute. Yeah. You had, now you came from a big family. Yeah. When you got your magic tricks, did you go around and do them on everybody? Uh, one of my brothers did some, and I don't know if it was because of him that I took interest in it, but... Uh, it was more like we would once every year or twice a year for two or three years, a neighbor and I who did magic would get like the neighborhood together and put on magic shows. And I did some at school and I did like a couple of birthday parties, but I, I probably showed my, after I practiced them uh, and got the pattern down, I, I'm sure I showed my siblings and parents to make sure I had everything right. So... In terms of really big things, I mean, I guess you always save up to buy a car or something, but, uh, hmm, no, I mean, not, probably not in my t- 
teens or early 20s. I don't know that I ever saved up for a really big purchase other than, um, yeah, nothing really comes to mind. What was your first job? If you can say it. My first paid job. Yeah, your first paying job. I think it was working at a university in the cornfield, putting little bags over pollinated, pollinating corn for some sort of experiments they did. We had these little white paper sacks sort of about two inches by two inches by six inches long. And we would literally have them like two or three or four hundred of them on our belt and just pull them off our belt and stick them over the corn one by one. And I think that was obviously a seasonal job. And I think it was, it was either a dollar fifty or dollar seventy five an hour. Wow. You were pulling in some heavy coin back. Yeah. Then. So hey, don't tell me that was for the university. Yeah. That's what my brother did. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did that exact same thing. <laughs> but probably I probably got like channeled in through him or something who knows that could be I, I probably not he was he was way older than me but uh um yeah he he did that for a summer and uh that's interesting I never knew that yeah it's, and what yeah. how about you my first job was a janitor in at, at one of the elementary schools when I was in high school yeah so that I could purchase a I think my first thing I purchased was a car and the very second thing was a motorcycle. Wow. So I had a car and a motorcycle at the same time. Man. And so what did you make an hour? Do you remember? I think I made a dollar sixty five an hour starting out. A dollar sixty five an hour. But it was part time. Yeah. It wasn't full time obviously. Right. It was after school. Yeah. And uh yeah, I was um able to Purchase a car and a motorcycle. That's awesome. I mean, I was probably making one ninety an hour when I had both of them. Okay. But, <laughs> um, and and getting back to your magic tricks, I just wanted to say too that I was also a magician because whenever I was around, I could make my sisters disappear <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Is that because of embarrassment factor on either end or? Bullying, you know, oh, all that okay. kind of stuff. All things that that this brother did to his sisters. Wow. So, uh, you know, it would be the type of thing where I'd come into the room and my mom would come out and say, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just got here. <laughs> they were here a second ago. They're gone. <laughs> How did you do that? Well, I got magic. So what hobbies did you do or indulge in as a break from your daily responsibilities, as a, as a, like I'll say, teenager. I took piano lessons when I was young, and then I started playing again in college, just not, just for something to do, because there was a piano in the dorm room. So I, I did that. Um, man, hobbies. In college, I guess movie making, I did some writing, like fiction writing. I mean, we played foosball and pinball and stuff like that, but that's not really a hobby. Uh, you did, now wait a minute, you said you did fiction writing. What, what what did that involve? That's like short stories, 
mostly. You would write fictional short stories. Yeah. Just on your own that you go, um, I'm going to write about this. And, yeah. And and then you was it like, did, did you ever make a book or? I've written, I mean, a couple, my oldest son and myself have, have self-published a couple books. But back in the day, I wrote, I don't know that they ever were officially finished. I wrote a couple with one friend. It was mostly, I mean, it was sort of, we would brainstorm together and talk, but I would actually do the writing. But I mean, the story was pretty much equally shared. And and then I guess from there, I started writing more scripts as in like screenplays for would-be movies. So it sort of morphed into that. But I've, so yeah, I, I would say that sort of was a hobby because I never really yet have been able to make a living doing it. Interesting. How our lives parallel so much as I'm asking you these questions because I, in fact, also did kind of a, it wasn't a movie, but it was a slideshow. Uh, did I tell you that? No. Was that on one of the no. podcasts? I, as I, when I was a janitor, this, uh, the head janitor came around and um, right after school, when all the teachers were going around and, you know, doing things and they were watching us having to watch this, slideshow he made of how to clean a bathroom okay and and it was it was so embarrassing that he's sitting there going okay this you know you take a mop and you do this and you do that, that i made a parody of his slideshow <laughs> and uh to this day i haven't i've got the slides <laughs> but i haven't put it together but it is fantastic <laughs> what I did. And mine is true to life. Yeah. All sorts of incidents that happened while I was a janitor to other janitors. So what are the slides like pictures or drawings or they're no, they're pictures of me and <laughs> oh. you know and I colored colored my hair white. Yeah. You know, and I had a janitor uniform. And then I would uh, do things that in these slides <laughs> that other janitors did that were absolutely asinine. <laughs> and um and we would take the pictures of it. This other friend of mine would take the pictures. Yeah. And and I would play out how these idiots did these things wrong. And, wow. Uh, but I never did show it to the guy. I wish you I really you that. didn't. So did you yeah. show it to anyone? I showed it to like four or five people because I didn't have the soundtrack. I had the soundtrack, but I didn't have it put together yet. Oh. So, and I still have it. I wow. just found it like a month ago. And are these... I'm going to do that. When And of course, when we say slideshow, nowadays people think of PowerPoints, but was this literally a slideshow? It literally was a slideshow. All right. Yep. From one slide to the next. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yep. That, that really disturbed me. So, <laughs> all right. That's pretty cool. Who are three of your heroes and why do you admire them? Or give me two or one. Living or dead? The, either one. Wow. A hero. I guess, what would the definition of a hero be? Someone that you respect and look up to and maybe try to emulate in some way? Is that? You've got it right, right there. No one is a hero that you just talked about there. They're just great people. Yeah. I was going to say, actually, it's somebody that falls on a grenade. Or oh. jumps in front of you when somebody's shooting yep. at the person behind you. That's a hero. Yep. Or a cop that's that's stopping a robbery. But those are heroes. Not anybody 
in the entertainment. No. Not anybody in the sporting field. None of those people are heroes unless they've done something. Like yeah, that. yeah. Which, of course, Jimmy Stewart did because he was right. in World War II and those kind of things. Who was it? What, who was that NFL player, Tillman, that went yes. over and and he was he was a hero? But yeah, I guess I'm glad I qualified that because you're exactly right. And there's certainly not nurses and teachers during the pandemic that are so courageous that they show up at school with like eight masks behind four sheets of acrylic. <laughs> And their goggles. Yeah. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your favorite place to go on vacation when you had your family with you? Uh, current family, like grown up family, or or as a kid? Yeah, or no, as kids when you were raising your family, was there a particular oh. place you like to go without? Um, I mean, I think you could say that if you wanted to. And yeah, I mean, back not back in the pre woke days, certainly Disney would be on the top of a lot of lists, but. I don't even know, I guess, like you going to uh, England unless McCartney was giving you a, a concert. <laughs> I don't know that I would pay. Bloody right. <laughs> I don't know that I would pay like 120 or $130 a ticket, which I think is what it costs to go to Disney now. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, if someone gave me tickets, I would go, but I certainly would not pay that kind of money for what is going on in their parks these days so would you ever go back to disney uh say your kids had kids yeah and they said hey dad uh it's a little expensive you want to go down with us and flip half the bill to get into disney Ooh. you would say gosh oh man that would be tough and i don't know if, if florida or california is any better or any worse God, that is, I would never have thought 10 years ago that I would even have to stop and think about that, but I really do now. So I don't know. How about you? I'll throw it back on you. No, I would, I would say, listen, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll come down and go to Universal Studios if it's not owned by Disney yep. and I'll pay for everybody, but I'm not going to Disney for that particular reason. And why are you going there? Yeah. And I throw it back at them. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I don't know uh, if things are going to get better or worse, but they're pretty bad right now. That's that's a fact. I'm coming up to the next one here. Now, you asked me this the other, the other podcast, but now I'm going to ask you, where in the world would you travel if money and time were no object? And I, I won't be so stupid about it. I'll say <laughs> where, where you can... Uh, um, I'll say $8,000. Where in the world would you go with eight grand for a week? For a week. Yeah. Um, well, if I was doing this on behalf of myself and my wife, I don't know if $8,000 would get you to Bora Bora or not. That's always been kind of... I wouldn't be telling my wife that she's a Bora Bora <laughs> when you go on vacation. No. So you better back up on that one, pal. Okay. I mean, I would, I would like, although this would be a different vacation, I would like to like go to a bunch of the national parks, like in a, you know, 60 days in an RV or something like that. But in terms of a vacation, uh, I, I think that'd be a perfect one, the national parks. And by the time you're done with all the, 
the the lodging and food and things, I think you could probably pretty much take care of that eight grand. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Not in a week, but it would probably be a no, little longer. No. But yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I'd give you the rest of the eight grand to take home with you. Okay. But, uh, if you could go to five or six national parks, uh, a friend of mine and myself did that. The guy that I wound up divorcing. Yep. When I was like twenty. Oh wow. We did that and went through. Uh, I think, so we're not gay anyway, by the way, everyone, okay? <laughs> okay. We just did this because we, we did it because we were high school buddies. Yeah. But I think we went through like six wow. national parks. We went 4,400 miles in one week. Wow. Did you? In a Ford Pinto. Did you, did you have a favorite? I would say Yellowstone was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably one of the greatest, um, you know, national parks there are in the U.S. Yeah. You know, as sure. far as... the you know, things, different things that go on there and things. Yeah. Uh, and we, we saw everything there. We saw the bison, the bear, the moose. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Awesome. Have you been there? I think we went there on a family trip in California. Because is, is yellow, <laughs> embarrassment, there's Yosemite and Yellowstone that I somehow get mixed up sometimes. Yosemite is in uh, California, I think. Okay. So I've been to Yosemite then, but I don't think I've been to Yellowstone. That's a that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, Yosemite. Who's the most famous person besides me you've ever met, and how did you uh, how did you meet him? Met as in like shook a hand, or yeah, or you know went up and said hi. Yeah. I'm Mo, and okay, and, uh, glad to meet you. When we were in California, we saw John Candy in a hotel, but we didn't go up and say hello to him. Uh, now, let me ask you why. Why didn't you? I think it was, I don't know if, if we were leaving or he was leaving or exactly what, but. Uh, Time yeah. crunch? Yeah, no. it could have been. Man, I probably have to go pretty far down, pretty far down the line in terms of uh, a famous person. Well. I think I may have met I met Bo Schembechler and interviewed him for an article, so that would probably be Oh you did. That would probably be ah. pretty close. Bo. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And you interviewed him. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. yeah. For a, a, yeah. a local uh, magazine. But I know that you well, I know you've met Jay Leno. I've met and I told you that I met uh Richard Simmons yep. and his and his husband. Yeah. And uh, I've met the uh, the original founder of the Jefferson Airplane. Ooh. Um, and I've, it, this, you know, these don't really count because they came into my brother's store in San Francisco. Oh, and, that's right. And and we, you know, we would see those. Jonathan Winters was one oh, of them. Oh, wow. Uh, and um, let's see. Well, there's a couple of other people. Okay. That, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, not anybody that I you know, thought, oh, wow, I want to, you know, I, I wanted to talk to Paul Kantner more, the guy that started Starship or Airplane, but um, he was kind of in a hurry. So he collects fraternity pins. Really? Yes. Why? I don't know. I don't think he went to college, but who knows? Is there something you've always wanted to learn but haven't yet? I mean, other, obviously there's, continuing education getting better a couple of years ago i started to learn a new programming language but 
I just didn't really have the time to learn it. Um, it wasn't really that hard, I don't recall, but I just just ran out of time and kind of had to prioritize. So uh, I'm sure there's, I mean, I'd like to learn how to play the piano better, probably. I'd like to learn how to do, play the guitar, probably. Uh, but nothing else really comes to mind. Just as a side note with your piano, um, a graduate of your high school um, owned the smallest piano bar in the United States in Chicago. Wow. It was a four-stool bar, and he had his piano there. And could he make a living owning that, or...? I don't know how much of a living he made doing it, but I know that he had it for quite a while. Yeah. And I don't know if it was like he opened it at like four after he got home from work. Okay. Or whatever, but he did own the smallest <laughs> piano bar in the United States. Wow. At one time, yeah. I don't know if it's still there or not, but... Um, That's crazy. Yeah, huh. it is. Uh, wow. Were you involved in naming your children? Yes, Okay, all of them? Yes. Now, was that something where you and your wife uh, split the names? Where, you know, I want oh. I want this son to be my dad's name. I want this son to be my dad's name. No, I well, you, they can be the middle name. <laughs> I think we pretty much decided together. Well, there's, there's sort of one exception, but without revealing uh, any true identities of anyone, I, I couldn't really uh, speak of it on this podcast. But yeah, I think we pretty much came up with them all together. My, uh, my one child, I had to, she was born. I, I went and asked my brother if I could use his sibling or his, his child's name from my child's middle name. Oh. And, uh, and of course he said, yes, of course you could do that. So I ran back and <laughs> put it in a birth certificate wow. with a middle name there, you know. I didn't want them to get all upset that I did it without asking. You just like um, the name. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that hmm. worked out well. If you could have front row tickets to any band or musician, as we talked about earlier, yep. living or dead, who would it be? I hate to go back to a previous one, but it would be it it would probably be Elton John in about 1975. Certainly, his voice is not at all what it used to be. So right, but I mean, it would be hard to not include Elvis or the Beatles in that conversation. Absolutely, the top two, yeah. That would probably be mine, reverse, the Beatles, Elvis. Right. And uh, I got, the, the closest I ever came was the Beach Boys. And it was by chance that I was able to go with my brother to see him. Yeah. Because his, his kid was sick and he was going to go with him. But I went and we were like five rows from the front. Wow. So what and, uh, what era of of their career was 1980. this? 1980- Ooh three maybe okay the the only one that was dead was dennis yeah and john stamos huh. from uh 
from whatever that show yeah. he was on was drumming that time. Really? Because he yeah he drummed for him several for several concerts. He must have been pretty young because he's I mean he's what mid fifties or something. He no? he probably was in his twenties okay. at the time. Wow. Probably at the time, yeah. Huh. I didn't but, know. Uh, I didn't know that was part of his career. Yeah. Check on. Check. Check it out. And okay. You'll see that. The, and and actually, to this day, he'll he'll come and play songs with them when they go. Of course, there's two Beach Boys now. Everyone out there, I want you to know that. Yeah. One is the one with Mike Love, and the other one is the one with Al Jardine. So. Huh. There's two sets. So there's two groups. Two sets. Really. Yep. Sort of like the Harlem yep. Globetrotters. Now El Jardine has to say when he goes on on tour, he has to say Beach Boys, family and friends. Oh, he can't say the Beach Boys. Okay, only. but that's only for Mike Love. But Brian Wilson, he's still around. Brian right? Wilson is still there, but he's he's the uh, the Joe Hyden of the musicians nowadays. He's there, but he's not there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, kind of there. He can still play. Yeah. But I think he zones out too much. So that's my my interview of my co-host of our podcast for the end of the year. That's very... just dig in a little deeper. Yeah, and amazingly, our our lives parallel so much that it probably scares you. It does it makes me want to kind yeah. of reexamine my life and maybe yes, rethink my I would answers. Do it if it was me, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! I I won't go any further than that because if if there's more correlations, yeah. Whoa, you need to you need to check your life. <laughs> I'll throw an amen onto there. Do you say amen or amen? I used to say amen, but then amen. I read I re, amen. I read amen. somewhere amen. that it's actually amen. Yeah, I think if I'm singing and at the end it's like, amen. Yeah, instead of amen. Okay. If you're singing, it's 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 amen. If you're just saying the end of a prayer, it's amen. Okay. That's my thought. That's my thought. All right. Well, let's just say amen to another brilliant year. I think we're we're close to eighty episodes in, which means we're gonna have that big uh, diamond. No, golden. No. What is a hundred paper? No. It's uh, got to be gold. No, wait, golden. No, it's, it's got to be diamond. Yeah, platinum. Yeah, or platinum or something like that. It's got to be something huge. All right. Well, we'll we'll yeah. cross that podcast when it comes to it. But, but G man, thanks for another insightful year. I don't think we missed a single week all year, which is more than we could say for Cece. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Cece? Yeah. <laughs> oh, whoever man. you are, Cece. Whoever you are. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's the last time you'll invite me to wherever he lives down there in the southern part of the U.S. Yeah. But um, I really miss you. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't mean to cry. Okay. Oh, Lang Syne. All right. Well, everyone enjoy a safe and happy new year. And we will be back with some amazing guests and amazing topics in 2023 on The Right Angle.